0: Let's turn in our Bibles uh, to John 10. Woo! Those are some some kind of socks. You know, I think I think, oh my goodness. <laughs> Chrome shoes, that is awesome. Like people need a picture. I need a picture, right? Now. Yeah, I know. I got a pair just like that, I feel like. guy. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two, three, smile, y'all. Uh, Ted Ted goes, Ted goes, (laughs) one, two, three, awesome, that is so great. All right, so we have fun in the Lord, amen? Amen. God is so much fun and we just enjoy him. Uh, John chapter 10, there's a verse that has been sticking out to me and uh, let's go here in John chapter 10. All righty. Let's go to verse 7, John 10, 7. He said, So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And then verse 8, or excuse me, verse 9, I am the door. This is Jesus talking. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and we'll go in and out and find pasture. He'll go in and out and find pasture. And uh, <laughs> what's going on, Carolyn? <laughs> Let me walk over here. <laughs> so if you were here a couple of nights ago, you'll know why that's funny. But uh, amen. Anyway, I know <laughs> Teddy did it. Well, you know, Teddy's always up to something. (laughs) the, The word says that Jesus says, red letters, I am the door. And the sheep will go in and out and find pasture they'll go in and out and find pasture. Now that word there pasture, if you can imagine, could you imagine being like, you know, a sheep and and there's no grass, there's no anything to eat on, you would start to just get starved and you'd start to really just feel the lack. But then imagine that somebody opens up a door or opens up a gate and lets you into a fresh Green pasture, filled with everything that you need. You remember in Psalm 23, it, it says that he makes me to lie down in green pastures. In other words, he takes me to the place where, where I'll get so full, I can just lay there, I can rest in him, I can relax in him, I can lay down and go to sleep. And why? Because I've got nothing to worry about. This word here, pasture, uh, it's, really, it's really simple. It means that it gives you food for growth. This is increase. In other words, Jesus was saying if they will step in through me, if they'll come through the door that I am. In other words, Jesus will become the entrance in their lives to growth. I will become if they'll if they'll just come by me, I will become the entrance to their rest. I'll become the entrance to their increase. I will become the entrance to everything that they need. I'll become that. If they'll simply use me. The Word says this. He says that my ways are holy. My ways. His ways are holy. They're set apart. They're consecrated. When we do things by God's ways, they work. And they bring an eternal fruit. It's not just a a sometime fruit or once in a while fruit. No. It brings a fruit that lasts for eternity. That's what happens when we do things God's way. And what he's saying right here is when we come through the the door. We're coming through His ways. When we do things God's way, Jesus says, I'll give you entrance. Where you didn't have entrance before, now you have entrance. Where you weren't able to go into the pasture. You weren't able to go to growth and increase. You weren't able to go to that place in your life of rest. He said, look, I'm going to open up the door and if you'll do things my way, you'll go through that door as often as you want and you'll find food to refresh you, to nourish you, to build you up, to increase you. You'll find a place where you don't have to worry about the bill collector anymore. You'll find a place like that. You don't have to worry about it. You can literally cast your cares on me because I care better for you than you can care for yourself. Right? But he says, here's how you do it. How many people would like that growth? They'd like that increase. They'd like those things. But he says, this is how you do it. You've got to enter through me, and you just got to do it the ways that I've already lined out for you. It's not hard, but you got to learn to trust me more than you trust what you've been taught. You got to learn to trust Jesus. And when he says, Trust me, what's the door that he's talking about? I mean, you can basically say, This Bible, this book, this is that door. The ways that he laid out his righteousness, those things, that's that door. Many people are not going into the places of rest and growth and increase in their life in in health and finances and, and peace and grace. They're not doing it because they're not receiving those things because they're not doing it his way. Well, guess what? The beginning of that, Jesus talks about it like this. He says, uh, if you're not faithful in the least of these, if you're not faithful in the least of these, how will you be faithful in much? If you're not faithful in a little, how will you be faithful in much? Well, the least, watch this, the least or the smallest of his ways, his ways that are holy, set apart to bring blessing into your life, the smallest of those, the beginning point is to get faithful in our finances, to get faithful in money. And to not trust mammon or the, the world's way of dealing with money more than you trust the door to your pasture and how he's laid it out. If we will start to understand that and we'll start to say, you know what, I can trust God with my money. I can trust him. You know, I, I've, I've heard this recently. You know, if we, won't, if we don't uh, have the anointing to pick up our Bible and read, how are we going to have the anointing to cast out the devils? And here's another thing if we don't have the anointing, if we don't have the discipline to put our money where our mouth is, how are you ever going to see the overcoming abundance through that pasture if we won't walk in the door where He's told us just to give our tithes and to give offerings? How are we going to see the great abundance, the much, if we don't start there? We've got, God wants us in His pasture. He wants us in His growth. He wants us in increase. But we don't get in the increase going around the door. We don't get to increase going around the door. No, you go around the door, you miss the pasture. You've got to go through the door. You must go through his ways. And he has laid it out. But here's the thing. The world has taught us that his way, it doesn't make good sense. Well, I need more in my life, and so you want me to give away what I have? That doesn't make good sense. But yet God says, that's exactly the door I'm talking about. That's exactly the door I'm talking about. That's exactly my way. And all of a sudden, you'll, people will look at you and go, how did you get to that place? Well, I gave away what I had. What? What? <laughs> See, it doesn't even make sense to them. What? Right? Doesn't even make sense to him. And you say, "Look, I just, I just had higher truths." I remember in, um, I remember in uh, uh, talking about like the Chronicles of Narnia when, when they're when it, they win all of a sudden. He says, "Look, one of the statements that he said was basically, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. There was a truth." that was stronger and greater, that goes back a lot longer than the truth they were aware of. There's a truth that you know about, a door, a pathway, that'll lead you to that pasture, that growth and increase. And it's a lot stronger and a lot mightier than what this world has taught you so far about money. Because this truth is the truths of God. And it'll lead you to that place. And it doesn't make sense. So many things in the kingdom versus the things in the world, they're flipped up. Upside down. Those who will be greatest will be last. Those who are first will be last and last first, right? In in order to move to higher places, we've got to become abounding and cheerful givers. That doesn't make logic to the world. And yet with God, it's the doorway. How many people want the pastor? But in order to have the pastor, you've got to move through the doorway. Like we said a couple of nights ago, we've got to make room in our heart. We've got to make room in our heart. We've got to start putting God where he needs to be and make room in our heart. Look at what God says at the end here. Let's go ahead and stand on our feet and let's just hold up our offering as we're hearing this. Get ready to give. And I just want you to see this. As soon as he says this, he says this, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So in other words, this sheep, he's going to be about his business. God's sending him on his business. And he'll come into the pasture, he'll get filled up. He'll get an increase. He'll get in growth. Then he'll go do what God tells him to do. And he'll he'll disperse those things, those resources that God's given him. And then he'll come back through the ways of God and he'll fill up again. And they be more growth and he'll have increase and then he'll go and do the things of God. It's a constant process and then Jesus says this this is the verse that we all know it's right after that verse that Jesus says look the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I've came that they might have life and have it abundantly let me say it like this the thief will come and try to show you another door but it won't lead to that pasture. The thief will come and say, you better not give anything in that offering. And why? Because he's trying to get you to stay away from the pasture, to get you to stay away from the door of Jesus, to get you to stay away from his ways and his way of doing things. Why? Because he's looking to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And the way he does it is, he just presents you another door. So many times that door is called logic and reasoning. It's the same tactics he's been using now for 6,000 years in human history. He's still using the same stuff. Why? Because people fall for it. But Jesus said this glory to God. Jesus said if they'll come through me they will have pasture and what kind of pasture do they? are they going to receive when they come through that door? They will have life to the full in abundance and in the, in the Amplified says till it overflows till it overflows This is your overflow tonight. This is your overflow. As you give with a cheerful and abundant heart, you are stepping through the door. You're stepping into the pasture. When you step out of your seat tonight, I want you to know as I give today in my heart, when you step into the aisleway and you start to step out there. what? Let me get up here. When you step out of that aisleway and you come to give your seed, when you step out, I want you to know you are stepping through that door and you are moving all the way to pasture because you're moving in the ways of God. You should walk up here with an expectation. Lord, I'm given to you tonight. I'm going to see your pasture. Your pasture is mine now. I'm going to start eating. On the way from the time I step into the highway, all the way up here, all the way back, out the door tonight, tomorrow, all day long, all week long, I'm going to be eating of the good pasture. I'm going to be filling up my spirit my bank account's getting more and more full every single day. My health is filling up. The spiritual nutrition is manifesting in the flesh. I'm in good pasture because I'm going through the door. Amen. So when you step out tonight to give, don't you just walk. Oh, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. No. Don't you step in that. You step in some expectation. You step out with purpose. Glory to God. Oh, I'm going to that place. Amen. 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 Father, we just thank you. We receive everything that you've given us. Lord, thank you for giving us a door. Your very next verse says, A good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. Lord, you opened up the door by giving your life. There's no way we're not going to walk through your door and your ways. There's no way. We're not going to move in faith knowing that on the other side of your ways is a green pasture filled up. And we not only give, but we receive from you every single day. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may bring it on up.
1: Can we all lift our hands to heaven tonight and just begin to give god praise father we thank you for your goodness and mercy tonight we thank you for your mighty anointing that's in this house we came expectant, we came believing for great things i pray that you open up the windows of heaven over this house again pour us out a blessing we don't have room enough to contain we thank you for it tonight we expect to be shaken by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost. We will not be the same after we leave this church tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, somebody shout aloud, amen. 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 You can be seated tonight. Do you love the Lord? How many of you have been in these services this week? Uh, Lift your hand if God's touched you. You've been receiving. Amen. Thank you very much. How many tonight's your first night with us live, but you've been maybe watching the, the live stream? Welcome. It's good to have you with us. Thank you for being here with us. Tonight's going to be a good night. I got a word for you from the Lord. You're going to be leaving with an impartation of the Spirit and of the Word. That's awesome because some people, you know, they got just a lot of word. They got no spirit. They're very dry. Very, very dry people. You can blow the dust right off of them. Some people, they got so much spirit, they got no word. They're just goofy. You've seen those people before? Everything's spiritual, you know? Everything's spiritual. They'll tell you something, and everything they expect you to think everything they say is spiritual. It's spiritual. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Yeah, what did you say again, man? I said that I want a number seven with fries. <laughs> uh, you're at McDonald's, ma'am. You know, it ain't spiritual. <laughs> they got security coming in. Take your crazy behind out. You know, it's like. <laughs> hallelujah at an apple pie (laughs) thank you jesus (laughs) oh hallelujah it's great to have pastor brian with us tonight and his lovely wife hey first time i saw you was at ministers and leaders conference that right you came with pastor brian we were down at dr rodney howard brown's and it's a great blessing to have you here tonight would you welcome him and his wife as they're here being a blessing to us so good to have them what an honor To have you in the church. You know, I haven't said one thing about these this week, so I'm going to take a minute because uh, I really believe in the things God's put in my spirit, and I know it'll bless you. Uh, I remember years ago, I was getting very, very frustrated because I would do it back then, especially I would do a lot of ministry for students. And as I was doing ministry for students, and Barrett was in some of those early meetings as well, and I'd go to many altars at the end of the service. And I'd say, if you've been battling, and I couldn't believe how many young people, and then it would happen in our regular normal services, so many people battling anxiety, depression, and fear. It bothered me so much that I began to fast and pray. I said, God, there's got to be a way for them to get out of this. And through that time of fasting and prayer, the Lord delivered a message into my spirit that was that was entitled, Praise, Laugh, Repeat. And we put that into a book form, How to Live in the Power of Overwhelming Joy. Amen. You know... I preached on, uh, was it Monday night, and the joy hit this place so hard. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If all you got is righteousness, you're missing two-thirds of the kingdom. And so we got to have joy. As I preached Monday night, it's our strength. This book is a time of fasting and prayer I came out of, and God began to show me there are actual avenues in the word that you've got to walk in so that joy can be a reality in your life. And so this book will be a, a huge... We had people right back and got a touch in their mind and in their body just from reading the Word and what God began to speak to them. Be a great blessing to you. We also, by the way, put together a 40-day devotional that goes along with it as a companion. And uh, normally these are about together. I think they're about, what, $37, something like that. Or excuse me, $27. So uh, both of those you can get together for just $20 um, as well. And then this... This is, uh, this is big news, by the way. I want to tell you this. God spoke this word to me after 9-11. I was, and I didn't write the book then, but that's when God began to speak to me, is that I saw so many people begin to operate in fear and panic. And if you notice, man, how many were around when 9-11 took place? You were, you were born at that time. Some people in here weren't. But I remember a spirit of fear really tried to grip this nation. And as you begin to fly, you go on planes, you're in the airports, people were scared, you know, people were scared that more terrorist attacks were going to happen. Then then I started seeing things like the Ebola outbreak hit our shores, and people here in this nation were catching it, they didn't have a cure, people were dying in Texas, all kind of stuff. And people were afraid they were going to catch germs and bacteria. I'd be going through airports, people had surgical masks on their face, flying with a surgical mask, like... Like they were Michael Jackson on crack or something. I mean, it was insane. You know, you're walking through the airport and see these people. And uh, I just knew that there was a spirit of fear gripping the nation. And I said, God, people need to understand, especially Christians need to know that there is a blood barrier around their house that keeps them in protection from every wicked thing that might be floating through your neighborhood. It might touch those around you, but it will not touch you in Jesus name. It's not going to touch your children. It's not going to touch your grandchildren. It's not going to touch you. Listen, this is the main takeaway from this. Think about this for a minute. In the first Passover in, the, in the, the land of Egypt, God said, take a spotless lamb. And he said, slaughter it and take the blood and put it on the doorpost of your home. The death angel came down from heaven. Didn't come from hell, came from heaven. It was a judgment of God. And the death angel began to walk through Egypt. But he said, listen, when he sees the blood on your door, he will pass over your house and go somewhere else. And I began to think, God obviously gave me this thought. He said, now listen, son, if the blood of a natural lamb can keep out a supernatural being that I sent to the earth... How much more can the blood of a supernatural lamb keep out every wicked thing from your house and off of your children? And we don't have the blood of a normal lamb on our door tonight. we got the blood of the lamb Jesus Christ on the doorpost of our home. And no wicked thing should be our story in Jesus' name. I'm very excited about this because this will be the first book that we have that is translated into multiple languages. You know, in June, I'm getting ready to go to Brazil for two weeks and preach the gospel uh i got invited a, a man's going with me he said my uncle's a bishop over a, about over a hundred churches or something in brazil he said he saw the live stream he wants you to come down and preach in brazil i speak no portuguese so i'm gonna have to trust that someone's gonna translate what i say i don't even know how you say in brazilian put michael jackson on crack but we'll find out <laughs> when we get there <laughs> but this is gonna be the first book that we do translated into multiple languages because uh, god is opening up central and south america to our ministry we got another invitation to honduras so things are opening up and this will be the first books going into spanish and portuguese first and i believe it'll go around the world to get this message into people's hearts as well we did that along with a workbook for people even in small groups or if you like personal study where you like to get down into the greek words and you like to get it in your spirit like the meat of the word we have that ab- available for you and then listen just last year, for the very first time, we did our first worship conference in South Florida called Southeast Worship Summit. It was so much fun. We did four days, 16 free sessions, had people come in from all over. This year, we got people not just coming from all over the United States. I got people writing in. They said, we're coming in from other countries now. We got people flying in from other countries. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, it's time to raise up a new generation of praisers and worshipers. He said, and they got to worship me in spirit and in truth. And I said, well, Lord, break that down to me. He said, well, here's what you need to understand. He said, we've got to have people that number one in spirit, which means their, uh, their worship carries the anointing because there's some songs, you know, we, we sing them in church that they became popular because they sound good and they were produced well, but it's just an R and B song. They took out girl and put in Lord. And it, it really, is just, it's just a, an, a love song. If you heard it on the radio, you could sing it to your girlfriend. And, and it has no anointing on it. It's not, it's, I remember back in the day, we used to sing about stuff that had power the blood, the resurrection. I mean, we used to sing that stuff. By the way, didn't the team do such a great job tonight bringing the anointing in? Would you give them a phenomenal job? But he said, not just it's got to worship me in spirit, but he said, number two, they got to worship me in truth. I said, well, Lord, what are you talking about? He said, our songs have to line up with God's word. You can't sing something that contradicts the Bible and think God's going to anoint it. He says, so train up a new generation of praisers and worshipers, because praise is one of the most powerful weapons God ever gave the church to step into our victory. And a preacher said this, this ain't mine, so I'm just, I'm going to let you know ahead of time, I'm borrowing this, but I heard a preacher say this and it shook me up because you hear so many people talk about prayer and how powerful prayer is, and it is powerful. But he's this preacher who pastors the largest church in the world, he said, let me just give you a word. He said, prayer is powerful and it's wonderful. He said, but prayer's power cannot equal the potency of praise. And he said, here's how you know. He said, God answers your prayers, but he lives in your praise. Oh, my goodness. He answers your prayers, but he lives in your praise. And so the Bible said that's Psalm 22.3. If you didn't know, God inhabits. The praises of Israel. So you know God lives. So that means the moment you start praising him, his spirit is activated in your life and things start to change. I feel the Holy Ghost. And so for last year's worship summit, God worked in my spirit. He said, put this message together and give it free to everybody that comes to the conference this year. And we put this book together called Unhang Your Harp: How praise opens the door to every blessing God's provided for you. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say unhang your heart, in the Old Testament, God's people went into slavery and captivity, Babylonian captivity. And the Bible says their captors started mocking them. And I say, hey, because now they had them as slaves and they had them as prisoners. And they said, hey, why don't you sing us some of those victory songs you used to sing? Why don't you sing us some of them songs of Zion that you used to think were so powerful? And the Bible says that the people felt so dejected that they were in captivity the very thing that actually could have brought their freedom which was their praise they said we were so dejected and sad we took our harps and hung them on the willow trees and bowed our heads and wept as we thought about Zion. And see, that's what God said. We're going to have to take our harps off the trees. It's time to take your praise off the back shelf. It's time to dust your praise off. Hallelujah. And like the psalmist from the 1970s said, get your back up off the wall. Now's the time more than ever before to begin to praise God in spirit and in truth. And when you do, things have to change in your life things have to change in your atmosphere even in your body things got to change in your body when you praise God my wife brought out a powerful point on the front row tonight as the spirit was speaking to her she said and this was as sister Barrett was was um exhorting she said did you realize our praise can even cause non-animate objects or inanimate objects non-living objects to change She said, notice this, chains aren't alive, but they had to fall when praise started. Doors aren't alive, but they had to open when praise started. The Red Sea wasn't alive, but it had to part when praise started. There are even things, listen, even things that aren't alive have to listen to the call and answer. Let me tell you something, it's powerful to know that your praise doesn't just affect the natural realm, it affects the supernatural realm. Ooh, glory to God. And so I want to encourage you because this will stir your spirit up. Many people don't even know your financial breakthrough is linked to your praise. Did you know the Bible said in Psalm 65, uh, or excuse me, Psalm 67 verses 5 through 7, it said, let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, our own God, shall bless us. Yes, our God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Hallelujah. You know that's a serious blessing when after he does it, the ends of the earth take a look at what he did and begin to fear the Lord when they see your blessing. That's another level. What unlocked that? Praise. Hallelujah. And so if you don't have any of those, I encourage you, stop back, grab some, grab all, whatever. I'm sure my wife has some kind of a deal going on for all the books that we have. All books for $40, and that's normally what, $60 something dollars? $65. So we'll give you all of them if you want for $40. You can get any of the ones you want to take. And then we have magazines that are free. Every quarter, we release these magazines, Miracle Word Magazine. We'll send it straight to your house for free if you would like it. My wife has been doing such a phenomenal job writing articles as well. Ladies, if you didn't know this, my wife just launched something called Nonstop Mom. Yeah, nonstop mom. This is the new, she has an, a, a blog and a podcast. So every Tuesday, there's a new article she's writing. Every Friday, a new audio podcast to stir your faith up. You know, apparently, there's just some things. As a man, I don't understand any of this stuff. But there's things women deal with. I don't even know what it is. And so, but, but see, women know, and women and, and moms know, and moms know the things. And apparently, she wrote an article, and she was talking about the trap of comparison. That social media becomes a comparison, and women begin to compare one to the other. Well, look at her dining room set. She makes the perfect meals. I'm over here with my hair. I can't even, I got a greasy face, hair, and a bun. I'm in sweatpants. She looks like restoration hardware at her house. And then you start getting down on yourself because you feel like you're not the mom you're supposed to be. I'm making like pizza Totino's pizza rolls, and she's got a roast in the oven. I'm over here. My kids have high blood pressure, you know and, and a trap of comparison and the, and see, and here's the word. She brought this out so powerful. Don't compare your practice sessions to somebody's highlight reel. Don't compare your practice sessions to somebody's highlight reel. If somebody's posting what you're seeing online, that's the best of the best somebody's got. They're letting you see. Hey, ladies, that's been through 15 filters and you've been primped and pampered and dusted and powdered. you got perfume on and you're curled and looking good with the eyelash extensions and everything else. Don't compare somebody else's glamour shot to you rolling out of the bed in the morning. You look at that thing at 7 a.m. Just start crying. Oh God! <laughs> and so this will help you. This will bless you. And uh, I want to encourage you. If you've not subscribed to the podcast or checked out the website, check it out. The advertisement's there in the magazine. It's nonstopmom.net. Nonstopmom.net will be a great blessing to you. And there's all kinds of things in there to build your faith. Can you shout amen? If you were here when we first started, I told you that the Lord spoke to me to hit one verse of Scripture all week and break down every point of it. And we found it where? Revelation chapter 5 and verses 11 and 12. And this is what we call the redemptive benefits of salvation. Seven redemptive benefits of your salvation. And so what is it? People think salvation, all it did was purchase Freedom from sin for your spirit All people thinks all salvation did was keep you out of hell But there are more benefits to salvation than freedom from sin That's just one side of it But you know God's not gonna make you wait till you get to heaven to experience the benefits. He's provided for you There's more than just salvation for your spirit. There's healing for your physical body There's peace and joy for your mind. There's blessing for your finances I mean, there's all kinds of things, protection for your family. It comes in the redemptive act of salvation. And here's how you know that here in Revelation 5, 11 and 12, the angels are gathered around the throne and the Bible said, there's a lot of them. Can I encourage your faith with just, I'm not preaching on this, but I want, you'll be encouraged by this. I used to listen to an old prophecy preacher. He's going on to be with the Lord now. His name was Hilton Sutton. He was an old prophecy preacher, and he said he did a study on Revelation 5.11, and he said he went back into the Greek, and actually he looked at this and did the math. Apparently, it's like almost like an equation here, and he read this. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the voice of many angels numbering, my Bible, ESV says, myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands another verse might say it this way in your Bible and 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands and he said he went back to the original language and began to multiply what the Bible was saying how many angels there were around the throne and then he said this he said when I got the number of angels that were around the throne in his day this would have been in the 70s or 80s he said that when I got that number I took the population of believers on the earth And I divided that number of believers into the number number of angels that were just around the throne. That ain't all of them. That's just the ones around the throne. And he said, here's an encouraging thought. He said, if every believer on the earth got an equal number of angels, he said, every believer would be walking around with 50,000 angels of your own. (sighs) you know that's powerful because some people think they just got like a guardian angel got one guardian angel walking around you better hope he did his alarm clock went off and he's on time in case, in case you're in the car on the way to work somebody side swipes you you know yeah oh i got one angel i don't know where he showed up to today no you could have up to fifty thousand angels see because angels are ministering spirits that are sent forth to minister on behalf of Of those who have inherited salvation. That's you and me. And so angels are working on our behalf. Working for us. But in this picture, they are standing around the throne and they're singing a song. Look what they're singing. They're singing, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive. Stop right there once again. Jesus died to receive some things. Jesus died to receive some things. What did he die to receive? Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Do you know, if you weren't here, I told this every night before bed, when my girls go to bed, We after we say our prayers, after we sing our songs, we've made this into a confession over my girls. I'll say it, they'll repeat it i'll say now say with me girls i have power no we'll say i'm powerful i'm wealthy i'm wise i'm mighty i have honor i have glory i have blessing and then my little girl she'll pipe up and go and i'm healthy. Because one night when when mom was put on the bed, she added that on the end. And I'm healthy. And so now my little daughter, Brooklyn, she don't let me forget that. She said, I have honor. I have glory. I have blessing. And I'm healthy. She tags it on the end. See, she's got faith. Brooklyn's got faith. She's tagging on. And just in case dad was to forget, she's going to let me know. Don't forget, I got divine health that's flowing through this little five-year-old body. It's in my blood. It's in my joints. It's in my muscles. It's in my organs. It's in my brain. She she knows. See, she's been healed of stuff already. She's already got a personal testimony. Maddie's already got a personal testimony. So when they say, and I'm healthy, they know what they're talking about. They're walking in divine health hallelujah and so we why do we do this because we're training them from a young age that what you say becomes what you see some people it ain't the dead devil attacking them they just been speaking themselves into a mess for years and then they get up in church y'all just pray for me devil's been after me for a whole week oh god devil been at my house he's touching my head. he don't even know who you are You've been blaming the devil for stuff? He's been trying to tell God, Lord, we've been looking through the list. I ain't never seen her in my life. We we don't even have enough demons for that part of the country. I don't even know where Albemarle is. I've been checking Google (laughs) Maps. It ain't the devil. People have been blaming the devil for stuff. It ain't even the devil. Remember this, the devil's got limited resources. He's not unlimited. God's unlimited. The devil's not a creator. God's a creator. You know, I always mock this and make fun of it because I think it's funny. But, you know, when I was coming up in youth group, we used to have people do human videos and they'd get up on the stage. And, you know, they'd always have a young person, one of the students who represented a demon wearing a black t-shirt. Because, you know, demons wear black t-shirts. And then they would have angels come in to do warfare and the angels had on white t-shirts Because we know that angels always got clean white tees on with white jays. Amen. And so they came in And we couldn't afford any actual props at the church, you know, we didn't have actual props section, so people took like old wood and carved out, you know, swords that the angels were carrying. And there was always like, you know, one young young person on the stage that was like battling, you know, demonic oppression, and you had to do this motion here because this means I'm battling mentally in my mind, you know, whatever. And you got, you got, you know, you got youth with black t-shirts on both sides of him doing like this he's a oh he's being oppressed right now you know you whoever put these things together you know they they thought like if you could see in the spirit there's just demons out your house just rocking like this like they're lion king on broadway or something (laughs) well you in cats or something what's going on here and so they had this they always have the young people They'd have one of them black t-shirt and then they had two they had two angel young people in the white and they'd come up and when it was time for Jesus to set the youth free that was being oppressed the angels would come in and they'd have swords and so what they would do is they'd put two angels on every one demon because they were trying to make the point that only a third of the angels left heaven so there's always and this is all that i always try to get you there's two angels for every one demon yeah that's only if you think that everything's still the same but see the devil ain't a creator but my god is a creator and who's to say he didn't create more angels when the third left heaven god can do whatever he wants to do he's the sovereign god in heaven who follows his holy word so who's to say not to mention i want you to think about this for a second not to mention it don't take two angels to fight a demon angels are powerful if you read go go back if you will to second kings when you have your own devotional time and read the story of king hezekiah when he was getting threatened by king sennacherib and the bible said king sennacherib sent one hundred eighty-five thousand soldiers around the city to kill him and all his men and he went and began he wrote a letter and sent it into the town And said, listen, you think your God's going to save you? You think you're going to pray in your temple and God's going to come help you? Let me tell you something. We've gone through all these other nations and they thought their God was going to save them but we broke right in tore their temples down took their women and children captive and the same things gonna happen to you i love what hezekiah did he just took the letter walked it into the temple threw it on the altar said god you got some mail today that ain't my mail they're talking about you you know if it was t- if it was now you know he would just hit forward to god at heaven.com. and god would have had to read the email what in the world is king sennacherib saying about me right now and then he just started praying oh lord hear their threatenings go ahead and take take care of these guys and show them your power. You heard they said about you, they're going to tear your house down. They're going to tear your temple down. They're going to take your people captive. And God's so powerful that he didn't even have to get off of his throne. God just peeked over into the shadows of heaven and said, you, and pointed at one angel that was in a beanbag chair playing Xbox with Domino's pizza on his face. And he came over and said, yes, Lord, what can I do? He said, get down to the earth and take care of my light work. And the Bible said that one angel descended to the earth in that night and when they woke up the next morning, there was 185,000 corpses on the ground because one angel took out an entire army. It don't take an army for God to take out your enemy. One angel's enough to destroy every attack of the devil. Somebody shout "Amen." amen. One angel's enough. You know something that will stir your faith up to hear? Jesus is the commander of an army that he doesn't even need. Woo, glory to God. He's the commander of an army. If you've heard me preach this before, let me, I I was kind of, you know, I grew up in church. So, you know, we use the King James version because that's what Jesus used. And if he used it, then it's good enough for us. And we had the King James version. And Christmas would come, and we'd open it up to, you know, the Gospels, and we'd begin to read these passages. And I didn't even know what the phrases meant. I'd pull it up and say, he's the Lord of hosts. I said, what does the Lord of hosts even mean? I'd been to Applebee's. I know they had a host that would seat you, and I didn't know if Jesus was like the host above every host. Like, he'll get you <laughs> seated quick, you know what I mean? I didn't know what it was. And he said, he's the Lord of hosts. And I thought, he, I mean, he's a serious host. This guy knows how to host you. But I found out later because I picked up some newer translations of the Bible that were done. And I saw how they rendered it from the original Greek. And it said this, he's the Lord of heaven's armies. He's the Lord of heaven's armies. But you know what's exciting about that thought? The Bible says we'll come to the end of time and after the uh, the devil's been chained up for a thousand years he'll be loosed again one more time and the bible said all he, jesus will call him out onto the battlefield He'll have to step out of the shadows and then all the earth will take a look at him. And do you know what the Bible says we'll say? We will look at the devil in the light and say, is this the one who weakened the nations? Is this the one that made the nations sick? Is this the one I've been checking under my bed for? Is this the one I've been in warfare tongues? People have gone into speed tongues. They're so afraid the devil. Like your porky pig on crack or something. I don't know why people think if they pray faster, God's going to do People on the verge of a stroke, just because they're praying so hard, they got a vein popping out in their head. You think because you prayed faster, God's going, to oh, he's praying at 90 miles an hour. Get an angel down there right now. <laughs> you think because it's faster? No, no. And people all afraid of the devil, got night vision cameras in their house because they're sure a demon lives in there. Watch too many movies at Halloween time. Now you're afraid you're going to get dragged and locked in your closet and slapped by a demon. Please. And people think oh the devil's so powerful bible says when we see him in the end of time we'll look at him and said is this the one we've been worried about is this the one what a punk what a puny little punk and i've been sitting around thinking about him and the bible said we'll all be there angelic armies will be there waiting he, he said all of us resurrected saints will come back from heaven with jesus in the clouds we'll be sitting there like linebackers on sunday barking ooh, 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 at the devil ready to take somebody out ready to fight ready to knock somebody's head off and jesus be like take it easy y'all i got this right here by myself and the bible said he'll just loose the breath of his mouth he'll just open up from his nostril one nostril breath will blow and the Bible said and all the devil and his demons and the entire army of darkness will have to be cast into the lake of fire because Jesus Christ is the captain of an army that he doesn't even need his power is greater than every devil in hell shout yes his power is greater I said his power is greater his power is greater and so you start to see here that when he shed his blood, he was purchasing some things for you and for me, power, riches, wisdom, might, honor, glory, blessing, and I'm healthy. That's what it said. So we preached on that power Sunday morning. Whew. Riches Sunday night. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Somebody just say it again. I'm anointed to be wealthy. wealthy. Say it again. I'm anointed to be wealthy. wealthy. Yes, you are. Wisdom on Monday night. What do we say wisdom truly was? The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And then we talked about what? What? might that's the joy you know why the bible said the joy of the lord is your the strength is your might in the holy ghost hallelujah somebody shout hallelujah Hallelujah. shout it again hallelujah. hallelujah so you start to see here worthy is the lamb who is slain to receive power wealth wisdom might and honor and glory and blessing and honor and glory And blessing I want to skip honor for tonight and hit glory I feel the Holy Ghost right now the glory of the Lord is upon you it's not just upon preachers it's upon believers if you belong to God his glory has come upon you if you don't believe me go to Romans chapter 8 I'm gonna show you something that's gonna stir you to the next level Romans chapter 8, what a powerful, powerful. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Two verses of scripture I'm going to show you in Romans chapter 8. Going to take your faith up. Brother Edwin, Edwin's good to have you back again tonight. I love you. Thank you for driving in. This is a dedicated man driving here every night, be a part of these meetings, and we appreciate him very much. Know God's going to do great things in your ministry this year like you've never seen. It's going to be supernatural. I mean, get ready to run, because it's going to be so good, you're going to laugh the whole way through the year by the power of the Holy Ghost. His glory is coming upon you tonight in a new measure. His glory is coming upon every one of us tonight in a new measure. Somebody say, on me. On me. On me. On me. On me, On me, Lord. Those of you watching on live streams, coming on you. There's no distance in the Spirit. There's no distance in the Holy Ghost. Jesus spoke a word. The centurion's servant, miles away, got healed instantly. (laughs) Woo, glory to God. You can speak a word right here. Somebody will change out there. Romans 8, 29. The Bible said, for those whom he, which is God, foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed. You see that? Conformed to what? The image of his son. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers he was the first one I'm gonna stop right here this is gonna blow somebody's mind and it might sound blasphemous to you stick with me he said the firstborn among what many brothers let me show you something Jesus if you take a note you need to write it down Jesus is no longer the only begotten Son of God he was at the time he ain't now because the gospel of john said to as many as believed on his name to them gave he power to become the sons of and so what i'm showing you tonight is at the time he was the only begotten son but see he was just a prototype man see because just like when they build a new piece of machinery like a truck Ford, when they developed the F-150 Raptor package truck, they had something that they'd never done before and probably nobody had done it like that before. But they don't just draw up the schematics and throw it in and start building it. What do they do? They build a prototype first and they take the prototype and they put it through the tests it's got to go through a safety test it's got to go through an endurance test they put crash dummies in it so they can do a crash test and see that if it was in a wreck how would it affect the ones riding in it and so every test that machine has to pass before they do what Put it into production and build it in mass. And so if the truck passes all the tests, then they know it's worthy to be reproduced. But it's not reproduced until the prototype passes the test. Because there's no reason to build the truck if it's just going to cause millions of people to crash and die. Or the seat belts will fail. Or the engine's going to go out. So what do they do? They put the prototype through pressure tests and crash tests once it passes all the tests they don't change anything else about it It's is perfect the way it is now send it to the warehouse send it to the plants and let them begin to manufacture the truck just as it is as it passes the test i feel like preaching tonight but jesus was the prototype man that god wanted to reproduce on the earth but First, He had to pass all the tests and the Bible said he never sinned a day in his life No, guile was found in his mouth. He was not sick and he was not diseased He was not poor or living in lack. He didn't have anxiety nor did he battle depression He was the Lord of Lords the King of Kings And when they nailed him to the cross he shouted it is finished the last test was getting ready to be passed and three days later the Holy Ghost came into the tomb to a man that had been dead for three days and shook him back to life and the final test that Paul said is death it's the final enemy to be defeated Jesus got up out of the grave and walked out as the firstborn of many brethren and when he did God said send it to the factory and let's start producing some people that are just like Jesus as he is so are we in this world if you believe that shout aloud amen, amen. and I want you to say it as he is, as he is. so are we, so are we. In, this world. in this world not as he was as he, was. As he, is. As he is how was he Well, at one time, he was a baby in a manger. But that ain't who I am. At one time, he was a 12-year-old asking questions in the temple. But that ain't who I am. At one time, he was a 30-year-old carpenter making rocking chairs. That ain't who I am. At one time, he was a suffering savior. That ain't who I am. At one time, he was a dead man in a tomb. That ain't who I am. And another time he got up and showed himself to his disciples but that ain't who I am because if you really want to see who you are and who you're united with you got to look in Revelation chapter 1 and John said I heard a voice that was speaking to me and I turned around to see who it was and I saw a man whose hair was white like wool as white as snow and his eyes were like a flame of fire and a two-edged sword came out of his mouth and his voice thundered like many ocean waves he saw the victorious jesus he saw the messiah the king of kings and the lord of lords and i'm telling you as he is so are we in this world you're not broken you're not beaten you're not defeated you are victorious because of the blood of jesus christ somebody say i always win, I always win. Woo, hallelujah I always win. Paul said it this way. He said, thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Always. Chad, always. Miss Amanda, always. Woo! Always. I got to get through these two verses. They're coming here. He said that he might be the firstborn among many brothers so he was the only begotten son at one time but not now because as many as believed on his name anybody in the room believe on his name? anybody in here a new creature in Christ Jesus? old things are passed away all things have become new if you are he's given you power to become a son of God see we live in a feminist age Trying to strip the masculinity from this generation feminist age and i'm for women married to one thank you jesus but see they're trying to strip it why because there's an authority in the house that god set up and the reason we got so many young people struggling is because there are parents that didn't recognize there's an importance in the union we have and i really don't blame the women at all i blame a lot of men Because if God's given us authority to be the priest of the home, that means the buck stops with us. And I say, if there's a problem in my house, it's my fault. If there's a problem in my house, it's my fault. It's not her fault. You notice this? Watch this. Bible said at the beginning of time, God formed Adam and then he formed Eve. And the Bible said he gave Eve to Adam as his help. Guess who was the first one to eat the fruit God said don't eat? Eve. But notice the Bible didn't say sin entered into the world by Eve said it entered into the world by one man adam look it wasn't eve's fault that sin came into the world it was adam's fault why because he was the head over her all he would have had to do was say eve you made a mistake let's come back into the fellowship with god just repent and don't do that again and because he was the head of his home he had the authority to forgive sin I feel like preaching. But if he would have just stood up and been the man he was supposed to be, then sin would have never entered into the world. It wasn't Eve's fault. It was through Adam that sin entered into the world. That's why God had to send down a second Adam. The Bible calls him the last Adam. He didn't have to send down a last Eve because it wasn't Eve's fault. He sent down a last Adam. Through the first Adam, sin came. But through the last Adam, life came and eternal power came. And what I'm telling you is the devil's after families, the devil's after husbands, the devil's after wives. He's trying to split up the home so the next generation comes up with problems and issues and brokenness and try to steal their future from them but it's time to stand up in the power of the Holy Ghost again and say devil this far and no further you will not stop what God called me to do God will restore homes he'll restore relationships he'll bring husbands back he'll bring wives back he'll bring children back this is the hour of restoration somebody say it's the hour And if we could just get the pimps out of the pulpit that are preaching for just a dollar, hirelings, they're only preaching something that doesn't offend so that people will stay in the pews. Because they took on a mortgage they can't afford with a church building they didn't need and now they got to be real political so nobody leaves. run around by people that got money i'm not running from anything or for anything hallelujah and you got to be the same i don't care what people think preach the truth say the truth in love but we got to take a stand we got to take a stand authority starts at the top and flows down that's why i can't understand if people aren't submitted to a house of god and a man of god see god it's not men that set that up god set it up well, you think, the church was invented by men? It was God that established the church. Jesus was the one who said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. People think they can run all over the world. I'll just go from conference to conference and have church. I'll just have church from home in a lawn chair. No, you won't. Think you're going to walk around with power, you're getting defeated, you don't even know why. You've skipped out of the power. The power is a chain of command. Well, brother, that sounds prideful to me. That's because you don't know the Bible. And people think they're going to do it their way and expect to get God's blessings. It don't work like that, baby. He ain't a joke, jukebox or a joke box. Either way you want to say it. Pop a quarter into the offering, think he's going to play your song? I put my quarter in. Haven't seen my blessing yet. Please. See... <laughs> See, I'm an evangelist. I can preach like this because I get to leave at the end of the week. Pastor can clean it up when I'm gone. <coughs> but he wouldn't have had me in if he felt different. Hallelujah. So, I've warned you. He said that he might be the firstborn of what? Many brothers. Somebody say this now. I'm one of those. I'm one of, those. I'm one of, the, brothers. I'm one of the brothers. You say this well. Brother, I'm a daughter of God. No such thing. There's a son of God. See, the reason it's important is the son's got the inheritance. And women are due the inheritance as much as the men. Huh. Thanks for all the shouts. Women are due the inheritance as much as men. So if you're a woman, you're a daughter, but you're also a son of God, which means you get the inheritance of God. Now it flips too, because when it's time to be united... Jesus is the groom and we are the bride of Christ, which means I became a bride the moment I got saved and didn't even have a sex change, <laughs> but I'm the bride of Christ and every woman is the son of God and the, and the truth about it is in the spirit, there is no male nor female no jew nor greek it's just spirit it's either you belong to god or you don't belong to god you're either his child or you're his enemy i'm preaching real good tonight because ain't no gray spot in the middle you think just because you carried some old woman's groceries across the street you can live however you well i'm a good person well, ain't no such thing as a good person you're either child of god or you're an enemy of god the bible says you're at enmity with God which means you are against God you are whether people know they are or not you're either in Or you're out there ain't no purgatory there's heaven and hell sorry to burst some people's bubble but you ain't in some green room eating old jelly beans waiting for eternity to be over it's heaven or it's hell and it's time to get this reality back in our spirits again because there's a lost and dying world that are just wandering through life like the walking dead thinking that they've got all the time in the world when in reality there's a countdown going on in heaven and the Bible Paul told the church he said there's coming a day that there's an angel who stands in heaven and he's holding in his hand what the bible calls the trumpet of god it's never been blown before and it'll never be blown again but he's standing there just looking at the throne and god who is full of grace and mercy is saying don't blow it yet i got some more people that are coming in don't blow it yet i got some more preachers that are preaching i got some more harvest that's coming but that won't last forever For there's going to come a day that God will just look over at that angel and give him a nod And when he does he'll lift that trumpet to his mouth the most exciting moment of his eternal life And he will blow the trumpet that day and when he does Paul said Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with a commanding shout and the dead in Christ are going to get up out of their graves And those of us that are alive and remain We'll be caught up to meet him in the air. I'll tell you, that day's coming very soon. And people aren't ready. But we got to preach like time's running out. We got to live like time's running out. Hell is too hot and eternity's too long to play games with your life. Somebody shout amen. And so let me get to verse 30. Firstborn of many brethren. That's us. Now let me get to what I was trying to give you. And those who he predestined, he also called. Somebody say, I've been called. called. Say it again, I've been called called. by God. God. Let me encourage you with this thought. If he called you, it don't matter who tries to uncall you. (laughs) Because there are people that will try that. Who does he think he is? He ain't no preacher. Who does she think she is? I remember where she came from. I remember when we used to go to the club every weekend. I remember the dances she used to do. I remember the guys she used to hook up with. Who does she think she is? That's how the devil does. Tries to remind you of a past that God already forgot. If you ever feel guilt and shame the things that went on in your life before you got saved that's the devil because God said when you get saved he will take your sins and remove them from you as far as the east is from the west and he said he'll cast them into a sea of what forgetfulness to be remembered no more which means if anybody is trying to make you feel guilty They're not doing it by the spirit of God. They're doing it by an antichrist spirit. And you got to learn how to stand up and rebuke that and say, hey, the person you're talking about don't even exist anymore. It has been wiped from the face of the earth. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature. The Bible says, and those whom he predestined, he also called and those whom he called, he also justified. I love it. Keep going with me. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Somebody say glory. glory. Honor and glory and blessing. Yeah. Glory is what we're talking about tonight. That if you've been justified, you've also been glorified. <laughs> let me say it this way. Paul had a revelation of this. And he said, now let me tell you all something, Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for... I was studying that verse in several different translations. He said, It's not I that live, but Christ that lives in me. I found one translation. You know what it said? It said, In my new existence... It is merely Jesus using my body. (laughs) Say Jesus Jesus, using my body. body. The glory of God comes upon you when you get justified. Understand this. When the power of God comes in you, eternal life substance comes in you. Eternal life. How do you think you can lay hands on the sick and they have to recover? Because you got something in you that gets on them. And when it gets on them, things have to change. That's why sinners can't lay hands on the sick and expect them to recover. Ain't nothing in those hands. That's empty hands on empty heads right there. Come out, come out, come out. When I snap my finger and stomp my foot, command you to come out of him. (laughs) There's some, I'm going to be honest with you all right now, there's some preachers, there are some There are some preachers in the pulpit so sweet you need insulin when they're done preaching. (coughs) The Lord spoke unto me and said it. (laughs) As my father used to preach, (laughs) I wouldn't even follow them to the bathroom, let alone Helen back. Go to the, go to the book of Acts. Go to Acts nineteen. <laughs> oh, I'm not done yet. Get ready. <laughs> Buckle your safety belt. I'm in feeling Holy Ghost ornery tonight. I'm gonna say it and go. <clears throat> There's a chicken salad sandwich waiting on me, and I'm gonna say this and. <laughs> Acts chapter 19. Now there's a story here that you got to catch. Because not everything that's trying to act like Jesus has Jesus. Not, everybody, not everything trying to look religious actually has a relationship. There's some that are just doing it for manipulation's sake. I preached about them earlier. I mean, my God, some of these preachers... They might as well wear a pinky ring grow out a long pinky fingernail. And I've seen them. You heard what I'm saying? If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about a pimp. Pimp. Some of them need to carry a little cane on their arm to church. A little top hat. I wonder, how come, these, how come, how come we got churches falling apart? I could preach a whole other message, but I'm going to show you something. <laughs> you know, God said, you know, he, he spoke to us, right? To be salt, not sugar. I'll preach it. You want me to preach it? I'll preach it. We're salt of the earth. We ain't the sugar of the earth. Well, Why don't you just give him something sweet? I'm here to be salty. Huh? We're called to be salt and light. Not sweet and dark. And there's a problem going on. Because what happens is, we want to say stuff to people. i <laughs> what the world is he even talking about? <laughs> Let me tell you what I mean. Is that people, people can't be changed if things aren't confronted. So if you got a church where people come in and sit there week after week and live in sin and ain't nobody feeling convicted and ain't nobody preaching nothing about sin or going to heaven or hell, you got people coming in, they've been sleeping with their boyfriend for 13 years and they never feel convicted coming to your church, there's a problem. How can you come to church in somebody's church for 13 years and you've been sleeping around and you come clap every Sunday, Jesus, what a message. Did you see the message? Wasn't it wonderful? He was so powerful today, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, you still got the hot pants on. You went to club in last night <laughs> on the praise team trying to talk about, oh, isn't he wonderful? You sit in the pew and the pastor gets up with sugar and dark. Oh, he, oh, you're so wonderful. Today, we're going to give you five ways to have better work relationships. Amen. You think you're going to preach me a message on five ways to have better work relationships? Meanwhile, you got people addicted to opioids in the seats. You've got people smoking three packs a day. Other people got no fathers in the homes. Other people sleeping around. People over here on STDs. Others got cancer about to die. And you're going to preach on five ways to have better work relationships. And people's lives are falling apart. And you're trying to be somebody from a Barnes & Noble bestseller list on the front page. And there's people that are hurting and need a savior and need a breakthrough. And you just want to keep people in the seats because you want a little tithe money to come back into the offering plate but i'll preach for no money i'll pay to preach to you because there's something more important than your money is cause your soul and if your soul ain't right a trumpet's gonna sound and you're gonna get left and i love you enough to tell you and i'm not just talking to people in this room whoever's watching and whoever may wander in in the future that there's a day coming when jesus will show his face to this earth again we're living in dark times my friends and i don't care what political party you're a part of when people want to shove tools up into a mama's belly and cut babies back of their spine in half and take their life out let me tell you something it's dark times my friends you want to kill them before they even have a chance it's dark times see it gets quiet you talk about the stuff that's political and people get quiet but let me tell you something it ain't politics it's life and death it's life and death i said it's life and death i said it's life and death Y'all don't even want me to talk about it, but I'll talk about the fact that the woman who started the whole thing was a racist and she got money from all kinds of corporations of people behind the scenes because she said, we really want it to be black babies that are aborted. And she had things going on behind the scenes. You don't want to talk about it today, but she was a part of all kinds of racist groups getting money from people because all she wanted was to eradicate a race of people and say, well, we're really just giving them care during their pregnancy. No, you're killing people behind the scenes that you want to see their skin color on the earth and there's hate behind it and there's demons behind it and it's the devil that's the author of it he comes to steal and kill and destroy but Jesus said I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly more abundantly more ain't no metal tools severing a spine that equals more abundantly The thief has come to steal, kill, destroy. And they got us so blinded by propaganda that they spew every news cycle. People all sitting around, well, what about rape cases? Less than 1% of the whole thing. So that people can go live the life they want to live with no accountability and sleep around. And when they don't have enough money to raise a kid, let's just kill it. I'm preaching real. You wonder why the nations in the mess up is a let a revival, let's have a wonderful revival. Well, let's stop killing people first. Let's get the church to talk about what actually matters and start of preaching this nonsense. Ain't nobody getting saved. Ain't nobody getting healed. Ain't nobody getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Meanwhile, time's running out. Jesus is coming and the church is hiding inside the four walls. It's time to get crazy. It's time to get radical and say, devil, enough is enough.
2: This nation belongs to Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. I can't i could i can't imagine going to just some dead religious church
2: hallelujah
1: <laughs> let me do this before i pray for you acts 19. amen acts 19. there's probably see there's a big difference between people who the devil knows who they are because they carry power I have people, the devil had no idea who they are, and people think they're gonna live without the glory of God. That's what I'm preaching on tonight. Jesus died to give you glory, to give you glory. Glory is a substance that the devil can feel. Woo. I said, The devil can feel it, demons can feel it. I, I was in Boston, Massachusetts, one time, Pastor Brian. I was, I was just sitting, my wife went in. there's this coffee place we really really love really love it and they have branches in New York Philly Boston and we were close to one so she said you just park up on the curb and if you have to keep going around the block keep going I'll go in and get us a couple of these coffees and I said that sounds good so she went in I'm just sitting in my car and see my you know my windows are tinted dark like real dark I'm talking drug dealer dark Cops profile me, they can't even see my face. I had a cop throw me on the hood of my car one time in Texas. I said, what in the world are you throw me on my... He threw me on the hot pavement, 105 degrees outside. He said, throw yourself on the ground. I laid on the ground with my face on the ground, cement burning my face. I said, what are you doing this for? He said, well, you're too young to drive this car. I said, what? He said, anytime I see somebody as young as you driving this car, means you're probably a drug dealer. I'm looking in your car for drugs. He did it. I know he did it because I'm black so anyway this was another time (laughs) there's another time i I told him after i said that's racial profiling see i don't even know because i'm I'm albino so you can't tell but he (laughs) but i'm looking for equality i don't know about y'all and so i said this was a different time i was up in boston and I was in the, my truck, my, my, my dark, dark, dark tinted truck with the chrome rims, and I was sitting there, and out comes this woman. You talk about demon-possessed. This woman was demon-possessed. I even had it on my, I took it, a video on my iPhone, because I said, like, people ain't even going to believe this. And my wife went in to get the coffee with a pastor friend of ours, and here comes this woman, and she's coming down to Australia, and she's screaming at the sky. Ah! And she's, she's tearing at herself. I mean, it was like, it was like, what? No, no, no. it was like that, for real. And she's screaming and tearing at her head. and her, She's throwing herself, falling on the ground. She's got blood coming out. She's bashing herself on the cement. Yeah, yeah, urinated all over herself. I said, this woman got a demon. And I said, you know what? I don't even have to get out of my car to deal with this. And so something happened. Now, see, I'm talking about glory. The devil recognizes glory. He don't even have to see your face. He don't even have to know you're there. He'll feel you there. And I just let, I stayed in the driver's seat of my truck. And she came, I was watching in my rearview mirror because I saw the commotion from behind. She's coming from way behind from where the coffee house is. And she's coming down the street, tearing the place apart. People giving her a wide berth as they're coming down through the streets of Boston, Massachusetts. And she's freaking out. And and I knew something was going to happen. And she got to the sidewalk where my truck was parked. And when she got to like parallel with my driver's side, she manifested like I'm talking threw herself thrashing on the ground right by my truck. And I said, I ain't even getting out of this truck because I don't have to. I can speak a word from this seat. (laughs) It ain't because I'm afraid to deal with people. Yeah, it's my wife. I've had people talk trash to me on the streets of inner cities. I'll walk up and honk their nose and say honk while I'm honking it. Didn't I do that? Did I do it? I'll honk your nose, buddy. Don't mess with me. Honk. You know who you think you're talking to. And she stopped right right at my car and started freaking out. And I said, I ain't getting out. I'm just going to speak a word. I said in the name of Jesus you foul devil go like that inside my my windows weren't even down I'm talking about she jumped up off the ground and took off sprinting down the sidewalk out ran up into a bank yeah yeah no she was banging and I found she's all the way down two blocks down I I didn't get out I didn't accost her I didn't speak to her I just sat in my said, go And, and I mean she couldn't even hear me I'm inside and she's gone why? The devil can feel you. We were in Paris, France one time just walking down the street. I was with my uncle and we're walking and all of a sudden as we're coming through the cafes, a man feels us coming, jumps up out of his seat and starts screaming, running down through the tables, knocking everybody's glasses over, screaming and freaking out and running away from us. You know why? The devil can feel me coming. My dad went into a restaurant. Y'all remember that there was a movie that had Julia Roberts in it called Mystic Pizza. Y'all remember that movie? Mystic Pizza? That's an act there's an actual pizza place in Mystic, Connecticut. Uh, where that was and it's still there. So my dad was in there as he was traveling p- to preach and he went in and he sits down. He's in this restaurant with my mom and a guy that travels with him and there was an elderly couple at the table with their son who was probably 35 or 40. He tatted up. Oh I mean that demonic tattoos skulls and death and bats with demonic eyes all over his neck and uh, he's sitting there <clears throat> and uh my dad my dad you know is is um, you know very where do you think i got it from so he <laughs> and he began and just not 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 screaming under his bed just rebuke and i'm talking about the guy jumps up and flips the table freaking out and runs out of the restaurant and as he's running out my dad caught sight of the bat tattoo on the back of his neck. He turned to my mom and the guy that was with me said, see that right there? That's the definition of a bat out of hell right there. <laughs> Ran out, never came back in. And the waitress came over, and said, Brother, he, she said, sir, I'm so sorry about that. She said, that has never happened before. My dad said, that's because I've never been in here before. <laughs> the devil can feel you coming. Yeah. If you got power, he yeah. knows you're coming. See that's why I don't listen to me. This you got to get this this kind of a fight feel in your spirit that I don't know who the devil thinks he is. That just because he has some plan against my life, that he's developed some kind of weapon against my life, that I have to go change my plans. That I was going to do something for God, but now I have to take an alternate route to go around the trap and weapon he's created. I don't have to change my plans. I don't have to change. What do you think this is? Eighth grade and there's a bully waiting on me, so I got to take three strides streets over to go home so I don't see this kid and his friends are you kidding me I carry power you carry power I don't have to change my route I don't got to pull my phone out say let's see if there's an alternate route on Google map oh there it is I'll tell you something. only 15 extra minutes but we'll do it which just to avoid that I ain't avoiding nothing I'm coming to look for you I'm coming for a fight only fighters are qualified to be winners fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life I ain't changing my plans because the devil's got some kind of a thing he set up i got a god that goes ahead of me like a linebacker he will take things out before i ever get there so that as i begin to walk god's clearing my pathway i'm not moving for nobody because the lion's anointing is on god's people and when lions come through everybody else has to move because the lions are coming somebody shout amen so here you see it and the bible says that uh Verse 11 of Acts 19, God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul. Paul carried the anointing, glory. Look look, Look how it manifested, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and evil spirits came out of them, just off the cloth. Peter got it in his shadow. Just start walking by people, and they start getting healed from his shadow. You know, when your shadow gets that anointed, there's a glory on you. So I ain't going to lay hands on you. Just position the lights in the right place, and pow, Pastor Brian, pow. Pastor Nicole, pow. Carol, you got it from my shadow. Whew, Jesus' spit had it. Jesus' spit, and there was enough glory in his spit to open blind eyes. a step further god breathed (laughs) and there was enough glory in his breath that when he breathed he had already with his hands formed a sandcastle man on the ground and once he got him all lined up and the breath of life when he sat up became a living being there was enough glory in his breath in jesus spit are you hearing me peter's shadow paul's handkerchiefs and aprons in the anointing oil in the old testament there was enough power the devils had to respond look what the bible says and even their evil spirits had to come out of him then some of the itinerant jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the lord jesus over those who had evil spirits and they would come skipping through town they'd come to those who were demon-possessed I adjure you today in the name of Jesus who Paul preaches come out of him and the devil looked him up and down you got a problem when a demon looks you up and down and sizes you up and then responds to you not with yes sir or please send me into the pigs or don't torment me before my time when he responds to you and says, no, hold up. Jesus I know. Paul I know. I got both of them in my speed dial. But who are you? Who do you think you're talking to? That's what the demon said to him. Who do you think you're talking to? You think you're going to cast me out? I'm about to cast you out. And look what happened. He did. And the Bible says... The spirit answers him, Jesus, I know, Paul, I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leapt on them. <laughs> I love how the ESV says it. Up here it says overpowered them. In the ESV it says and mastered all of them. <laughs> Took mastery of them. And beat them. And stripped them naked. <laughs> That's crazy. That's people that ain't, they carry no glory. I'm going to get real. I'm not going to look at anybody. I'm going to turn my back. Listen, I'm just gonna, but I'm about to preach really real. i got my eyes closed. I can't see nobody. People think demons are going to listen to them. Their kids don't even obey them. We go to the mall and you look around. you got kids on leashes. If your kid has become your puppy... I done told you to stop running. They got kids on leashes. Oh, my goodness. I cringe. I look at it and cringe. I was in a store the other day, and a, I'm talking about a little girl stomped her foot, and her mom said, no. I began to repent where I was just watching. It. I said, oh, God, Jesus, now I plead, I plead the blood over that little girl. She's about to die. She's going to die. And the mom didn't do that. She said, like, You don't want no timeout now. Do you want some timeout? I was like, time out? Time out. What is timeout? I grew up, I didn't know nothing about no timeout. Phil, Phil didn't know about timeout. We didn't know about timeout. You know what we knew about? Go pick your own switch. That's a whole mental game, right there. You go outside, you're looking at them sticks. You're like, oh my Jesus. You're trying to pick. They got you in a psychological warfare game. It's about time out. You're looking in the woods like, oh, gee, you're already hurt. You're like, oh God, Jesus, that one's too thin. If I pick that, she'll send me right back out here. That one'll snap my spine in half. I don't want that one. They're trying to get you. Yeah, if you live around a willow tree, God bless you. If you were close to a willow, you might as well better. They're spanking you. That thing ain't breaking ever. That's just like you can take 39 stripes, that thing will take you <laughs> go pick your up. Well, time out, we didn't know time out my oh yeah my dad he had a leash it was called the stare of death pow he threw them eyes on you and you you thought the tribulation had started I could have been acting up in the 17th row of the church he's in the middle of preaching the Holy Ghost and pow he throw an eye at me I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's called? Authority. That's called authority. I said it's called authority. People think that they're going to walk around and command demons to go and cancer cells to go and your kids are slapping you in the face in the mall because you won't buy them a candy. If you do that one more time, it's time out for you. Was, uh... Meanwhile, you've got three black eyes. Your kid has abused you. CPS is going to come and take you from your kids. Your kids are abusing you. Ma'am, we really feel that you're unsafe staying here with your kids. Your kids are hoodlums. I'm just going to tell you now, we're going to put you in a safe place, ma'am. You don't have to worry. Thank you. Thank you. Put you in witness protection. Your kids, your six-year-old kids coming to find you. Your six-year-old kid has put a hit out on your life. He's got a 22 with a silencer. He's looking for you. I told her I wanted the big lollipop what in the world kind of day are we living in kids are slapping their parents around screaming at him in the mall and they got them on leashes because we can't get them to calm down and we think we're going to have authority in the church we got to get authority in the home first paul said let me tell you if somebody wants to be a deacon or an elder or a bishop in the church let him first rule his own house well and have a wife and kids that respect him and do what he says and have authority in his own home he said because if he can't rule his own home how can he ruled God's house. He got to get the natural together first before the supernatural comes together. And these men didn't have the power or glory of God. And let me show you why. Look what they did. Here's their mistake before we pray. I feel the anointing in here, man. Somebody's about to get a touch. If you haven't walked in glory before tonight, you're leaving here with an impartation of glory. I said, glory things are about to turn around in your life starting tonight whatever harassed you is leaving you tonight whatever thought it was gonna stick its little head in your face and mock you and say i'm gonna stay here for the rest of your life depression anxiety panic attack chronic it's leaving tonight sickness trying to creep up in your body arthritis in your joints stuff in your organs blood not working right you got your pancreas won't even produce insulin like it should it ends tonight in jesus name your body's the temple of the holy ghost you're a container of eternal power and you're leaving here change tonight in jesus name look at their mistake Whew, i feel this holy ghost they said in the name of jesus who paul preaches you got a problem if you got to lean on somebody else's anointing notice they didn't say in the name of jesus who we preach they had to try to lean on Paul. And the devil called him out because he knew you're trying to hand out somebody's business card that you don't even know. You're calling in markers you don't even have. You don't know Paul. You never sat under Paul's ministry. You didn't get no impartation from Paul because if you did, we'd already be out of here. Because notice, when Jesus sent him out, first he sent out 12, then he sent out 70. What did they come back saying? Even the devils are subject unto us when Jesus sent them out they had power when Paul sent them out they had power when Apollo sent them out they had power but these men were not of them I said these men were not of them you can't go to South Central LA wearing your khakis and your polished loafers and your little private school jacket and walk in with your pants pulled up high hey guys Just came around, wanted to see if y'all wanted to let me join the bloods. I heard you guys' parties are rad. They're going to beat your behind. You know why? You ain't one of us. You ain't one of us. You ain't one of us. You know why they beat them? You ain't one of us. You ain't Paul. You ain't Jesus. You ain't Apollos. You ain't have what they have. You're out. In the name of Jesus who Paul preaches come out of the man go to mark 5 this is where I'm gonna close hallelujah thank you Jesus for the glory thank you Jesus for the glory I said thank you Jesus for the glory oh hallelujah thank you Jesus for the glory mark chapter 5 is interesting because Jesus it's the exact opposite of what happened with these men because Jesus wasn't no punk. Devils knew who he was. Yeah, you know you got power. I'm going to show you. Let me read it to you. Because you'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus. Bible says in verse 1 of Mark 5. They came to the other side of the sea. To the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit now let me stop right there okay and ask you a question did Jesus have to go looking for the man Mm -mm. there met him a man you know what that meant the man who the Bible says if you go on further to read the story had such an unclean spirit in him that nobody could constrain him He couldn't live in town because he was so violent, the Bible says. And they'd try to put chains on him, and he'd break the chains and beat everybody up and get violent. So they said, you got to go live in the graveyard. And he had to live in the graveyard. And when Jesus started to talk to him, he said, what's your name? Legion, for we are many. It wasn't just one demon in this man. In fact, this demon is referring here to a Roman legion of soldiers, which equaled, the historians tell us, about 6,000 men what this demon was saying there's six thousand of us in this man's body a whole army of demons lived in a man's spirit and notice what happened jesus didn't have to go looking and hunting through the graveyard where are you marco you know you know it's a problem when you're going through that you hear coming out of a tomb polo and the bible doesn't say jesus went looking for him said he came looking for jesus you know why? Because even when Jesus was still just cruising in on the boat just like this, that demon possessed man could feel the power getting closer and closer and closer and closer and he could feel it was power greater than their power six thousand demons in a man's body and all of them felt the same thing somebody is coming right now and i can feel the light i can feel the power i can feel the glory so he ran to find meet him at the shore and when he got off the boat the man was already waiting you know you know let let me just compare these two stories acts 19 number five he wasn't there to strip jesus clothes off He wasn't there to master him or beat him or send him back across the sea. Notice what he was there to do. The Bible says that, and tells all about the man, verse 6, And when he saw Jesus from afar, didn't have to get right up on him. Didn't have to stand next to him to feel it. He saw him from afar. Felt him from afar. And came running. He ran. And what did he do? Fell down before him. And began to beg him. Crying out with a loud voice, he said,
2: What do you have to do with me? Why are you here?
1: Crying out.
2: What do you have? What business do we have with you?
1: Huh. What? Jesus, you're son of the most high God. I injure you, my God, don't torment me. Big change, isn't it? Yeah. Big change, isn't it? One demon-possessed man beat up seven sons. Stop here and listen. One demon-possessed man with one demon beat up seven men and sent them down the road. 6,000 demons begged one man, please don't mess with us. Please do not mess with us. Please do not harass us. It ain't even our time yet. It ain't our time yet. You know what that is? It starts to get childlike. Yeah. It's time for bed. You said
2: five more minutes. <laughs> you said I got five more minutes. <laughs> I'm watching my show. <laughs> it's not five more minutes I got.
1: <laughs> and let me tell y'all something. It turned a demon. It turned an army of demons into some babies.
2: Don't right. it? <laughs> it's not Jesus,
1: don't harass me. You know what that meant? He knew full well Jesus had the power to harass him. (laughs) And let me ask you a question. What court are you going to take him to? He could stand there all day and harass the fire out of you. Who are you going to appeal to? What cops are you going to call? What court are you going to sue him in? (laughs) well he harassed us yes he did and we all watched and loved it because you've been harassing this town for years I said that to say this Jesus was sent to harass what was sent to harass you Jesus was sent to harass what was sent to harass you Depressions come against your mind. He was sent here to harass and destroy depression, sickness, disease. In fact, First John three eight says it this way: The Son of Man, or the Son of God, was made manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. Everybody loves to quote John ten ten. He's come to give us life more abundantly. But flip the coin over and recognize this: If He's going to give you abundant life. He has to destroy whatever is trying to keep abundant life from you. Woo! Somebody say, glory. glory. Glory will harass the devil, glory will harass your enemy, glory will harass your sickness. There was a man named Dr. John G. Lake carried the fire of God. I mean, he was an apostle to South Africa. He had healing rooms in Spokane, Washington, that over 10-year period of time, he and his assistants, they would have sick people just come to the house. It was just a regular house. And they would use the rooms in the house to pray for the sick. And in the morning, he would just get all of his assistants together and give them one verse of Scripture each morning. Not Not a devotional, not an hour of teaching. He'd say, meditate on this one verse today, and then lay hands on the sick and heal them. He didn't say just lay hands and pray. He said, heal them. And do you know, this is what he expected of his people. He said, if you lay hands and they don't get healed, you're going home to live with them at their house till they do get healed and don't come back till they're healed. And people thought it was a scam. And they, they reported a hundred thousand documented miracles in 10 years. And do you know, no one believed it. And the better business bureau went in and investigated him investigated his house and when they were done they printed a front page report that said the half of the stories have not yet been told a man flew up from washington dc after those 10 years and declared spokane washington healthiest city in america and so this is a man that carried the fire of god and one time a a set of parents brought their young son who uh, what i should say young adult son he was like in his late teens and he had stomach cancer and the stomach Cancer was so severe, it had eaten through his stomach lining, and it was just open sores on his belly. Doctors had given him up to die. He said, lift up his shirt. And he took his hand and laid his hand on the sores and cursed cancer and commanded it to come out. They brought their son back two days later, and they said, brother, like wonderful testimony, but we need you to explain it to us. And they lifted up his shirt. It was all baby skin, fresh, new He said, but look at this. And when they showed him the skin, Dr. Lake's handprint was burned a half inch deep into the baby's skin. And they said, what in the world is that? He said, that's the lightnings of God that flowed through my body that destroyed the cancer cells and brought healing into your son. You know what it is? It was the glory of God that was flowing through his body. It's flowing through your body tonight. It's flowing through your home tonight. It's flowing through your kids tonight. It's flowing through your mind tonight it's flowing through your finances tonight it's the glory of the most high God oh hallelujah I said it's the glory of the most high God it's the glory of the most high God I said it's the glory of the most high God he lives in you he dwells in you he makes his home in you paul said don't you know that your body is the temple of the holy ghost the very force that created everything you see in the universe is now living on the inside of your body and the bible says it's the same spirit that raised christ from the dead he dwells in you and he quickens startles makes alive your mortal body that's happening tonight god is touching you It's touching every one of us if you want to put some worship on i feel the holy ghost because i feel people are getting changed right now by the glory of god the power of god is touching us right now just lift your hands all over this room i mean i feel the anointing flowing into you right now <laughs> Woo, glory to god flowing into you right now my sister with the yellow nice yellow shirt come here that's the anointing on you lift your hands lift your hands and begin to give God praise something supernatural is beginning to happen even now the glory of God that's flowing through your body is not just going to change you it's going to change those that are around you tonight you're receiving a fresh impartation of the Holy Ghost a fresh filling of the Holy Ghost a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost you'll be refilled tonight like never before God is preparing you for this new year To touch this world with His power. His glory is going to flow from your hands, from your mouth, from your life like you've never seen. And you're going to rejoice all through 2019. As His glory is made evident in your life, you shall rejoice. You shall rejoice. Fire of God come upon her tonight. You shall rejoice. Glory of the Holy Ghost. Glory of the Holy Ghost. Ha <laughs> Mighty glory of the Holy Ghost. There's none like him. There's none like him. Somebody lift your hands and thank the Lord. there's nobody like Jesus. nobody like Jesus. He's wonderful. I said he is wonderful. Stan Reagan lift your hands. Power of God's on you now.. And I tell you as an addition, to the word I gave you what was it in the fall now we're in a new year and hear what I tell you tonight it's not an accident you're here tonight a new year is a new season for you a new season for you and God's gonna bless you in abundance and I'll tell you this he's gonna show himself more real to you in 2019 than in the history of your life as a believer (laughs) the best things you've ever seen as far as your involvement and interaction with the Holy Ghost are going to be seen in the first quarter of this year. For God has mighty plans for you to bless you and to use you. <laughs> the gift that He's placed on the inside of you is not dead, it's not gone. He's using you. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. Glory of God. Ha <laughs> ha Glory of God. Mighty glory of God. Come upon her tonight. marasta de grinde de mighty glory of God come upon her tonight (sighs) and you'll not be the same you shall not be the same put your hands on your belly where the spirit of man is fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her in Jesus name that's fresh fire of God you believe it stand on your feet it's not just his glory coming upon you tonight but there's also a touch that's flowing through your body a touch is flowing through your body supernatural healing touch flowing through your body tonight hallelujah everybody lift your hands and just begin to pray in the holy ghost pray in the holy ghost glory of God come upon her tonight in the mighty name of Jesus receive it I lose healing and I lose the glory of God upon it Madison come here (laughs) double portion come upon her tonight in Jesus name a new hunger has come upon you a new compassion has come upon you but now the new glory of the Lord comes upon you in a greater measure and a greater strength than you've ever known new glory glory to God glory to God a new glory a new glory (laughs) you know there's a scripture where the Bible says that it's joy unspeakable and full of glory full of glory and that's gonna be your story this year joy unspeakable hey, and full of glory put your hands on your belly in the name of Jesus fire of God come upon her. joy unspeakable <laughs> joy unspeakable and full <laughs> and full of glory <laughs> joy unspeakable and full full double portion come upon her and full of glory full of glory full of glory come here Priscilla there's a new strength coming on you even to assist with what this house is doing in the future a new assistance that's a they call that the ministry of helps that's a very important and needed ministry a new strength comes upon you tonight a new anointing comes upon you tonight to stand in this new season for god's got plans for this church plans to advance plans to advance plans to advance the vision and the ministry of helps will be more to needed than ever so a new glory comes upon you this night fire of the holy ghost come upon it a new glory ho 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 ha 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 a new glory <sighs> ha! <laughs> glory to God Finances are coming in in 2019 Things that God's put in your heart to do You said Lord wh- where's it gonna come from God's sending the provision in Jesus name? God's sending the provision in Jesus name. There'll not be a worry. there will not be a care. Ha 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 faith Doesn't just make things possible. It makes things easy. Ha <laughs> ha faith doesn't just make things possible it makes things easy In Jesus name by the work of your hands sister it's gonna be easy you'll laugh your way through the year (laughs) for increase is coming increase is coming mighty increase of heaven is coming to you in Jesus wonderful name somebody lift those hands and thank the Lord increase 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 mighty increase (laughs) hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah Hallelujah! ha ha ha, ha 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 ha, ha Glory to God! Ha ha ha! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty, mighty, mighty Lord Jesus Christ. How many love Him tonight? Isn't He good? Just lift a hand and thank Him that He is good. That His mercy continues forever and ever, forever and ever. Forever and ever. Come here, Carolyn, lift your hands to the Lord. power of God's upon you now. Shhhh. Hurazarinde ke kriata la bosta. Mareste kebra valodo. Mangreje zibreste tembaha. Barosto kare di andanaya. Gagri gembato kura bandede zebrusto tokaya. Malaturo sendede kegriste sambra valodonost. The Lord says tonight that it's a new stepping stone into a new level of power an authority and glory and manifestation and that you'll begin to speak the word with boldness like never before and you'll begin to see the manifestations of the Holy Ghost at a new level like you never have before and the healing power of God by the works of your hands For god has seen your hunger and your compassion and your and your desire to be used by him and from this night a new level of strength comes upon your spirit and you'll begin to minister on behalf of the lord and god will open up doors for you doors that you never thought could open doors that you never thought were possible doors that you previously would not have even run through but you shall run through says the lord you'll run through in strength you'll run through in power ha 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 you'll run through in strength you'll run through in power for there's an anointing and a call upon your life that cannot be ignored or avoided ha 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 fire of God come upon her tonight in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you Barrett come here tonight you don't even know it but you stepped into a new level you don't even know it yet but I'm telling you you stepped into a new level as you step forward by faith tonight you step forward when you went like this I saw it I I came out sat right there and you took two steps and you began to exhort what you didn't see in the spirit which the Lord showed me is that when you stepped over that threshold that threshold was the place that before tonight you were not able to cross you felt like i can't break into that arena that's just not me that's not for me and it would feel forced and it would feel like i'm just trying to be who i'm not but tonight by faith you walked over the threshold and the anointing of god came upon you to do what he's called you to do and as you begin to exhort from the word of god and as you begin to speak out a new strength came upon you and a new gift of faith came upon you to work the works of god and so tonight there's a new anointing that you're standing in by the power of his spirit and by the power of his glory so get ready for the greatest things you've ever seen ha 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 get ready for the greatest days you've ever known get ready for the breakout this is your kickstart. you're going into a new level by the power of god fire of the holy ghost come upon her tonight in jesus mighty name ha 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 in jesus mighty name in jesus mighty name ha 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 kete ha 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 glory to the most high God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus how many love him you love him you love him we all love him that's why he manifests his presence the Bible says that when you love him John 1421 those who love him are qualified for his manifestation he manifests himself to those who he loves that's us somebody say that's us if you love him you've shown him he loves you he manifests himself to you with his power and his glory amen (laughs) she's happy praise god amen amen can i pray for you Step, step out a couple of things that the lord's doing for you tonight number one he's touching your physical body you're receiving a healing touch you need a healing touch and god's going to touch you i don't know your story i don't know what has been done in the past but i feel that to tell you this that god's going to set you in a place of freedom to the degree that you'll not need assistance from the outside to walk in the health and strength that you need You won't need prescription medication. You're not going to need the care of some third party for the Lord will care for you. Casting all your cares upon him for he shall care for you. And you'll not need to be on any kind of medication for your life to be whole. God sends a healing touch into your body tonight. Secondly, the glory of God begins to operate in your life. There are some people, some family members that you've been praying God would truly touch and show himself real on their behalf because they're not where they should be with the lord right now and you've been saying lord when's going to be my time to confess household salvation belongs to us as for me and my house the lord said i've heard your prayer 2019 is going to be a rejoicing year for you because those that you've prayed for those that you've asked god and cried out in prayer he's touching them this year (laughs) and not just will your body receive a touch but your family and your loved ones are receiving a touch lift your hands to the Lord in Jesus name fire of God come upon her tonight in Jesus mighty name glory of the Holy Ghost glory <laughs> of the Holy Ghost Woo. glory to God come on brother I'll tell you there's a touch for you too she come rebond the rest of oh that's the weight of his glory that's the weight of his glory <laughs> hey it's the weight of him isn't it wonderful ha 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 it's wonderful ha 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 ha. Ha ha, ha 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 it's wonderful the bible said in the old testament that the priest couldn't even stand to minister because of the glory of god couldn't even stand to minister amen Woo-hoo-hoo. hallelujah isn't he wonderful isn't the lord wonderful we love him <laughs> Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him. Good to see you, friend. Shhh. Ha 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 Woo! Shikaramarodo rebendikepe. Ha 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 Ah. ah, ah, ah. ah, ah. 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 More rosheteh. I send the anointing to your dad right now. I send the anointing to your dad. I'm taking this cloth. I give it to you. And we lay our hands upon it. Even don't no matter if it's a small thing, big thing. It's trespassing on God's property. His body is God's property. Ha ha ha! I curse it in Jesus' name. Whatever would try to even you know what even steal his comfort. Devil's a liar. Not even a cough can stay in Jesus name go by the fire of God in Jesus mighty name and I transfer that anointing as Paul did into that cloth as Philip lays that on his father's body I thank you every evil thing that tries to attack him has to go and a new strength comes into him new strength comes into him Ha <laughs> he'll run like the wind in 2019 you tell him I said that and I'm gonna come see him he'll run like the wind He'll run like the wind in 2019. He's going to run like the wind. Amen. You believe it? Power of God. Both of you, stand, lift your hands. Come with me. Let's get up here where I can take a look at you. Hallelujah. Peaceful rest for these babies. Jesus' name, peaceful rest. Amen. You love the Lord? Amen. Praise God. You believe it stand on your feet lift your hand a new joy just hit you right there i just walked by power of god hits you <laughs> glory the glory of god amen isn't the lord wonderful yes he's wonderful he's mighty he's mighty he's almighty now i don't know i don't know that i've ever met you maybe i have in passing i can't remember but i'm just going to tell you something by the spirit I don't know what your story is, where you come from, but I feel like that you have family that is in another country somewhere. You have family that is in another country or living in another country, something like that. Is that accurate? Do you have family in another country? You do have some. Not you, but you have some. I'm going to pray for a couple of reasons. Number one, there's something that's been held back from you or your family that was done as a manipulation, shouldn't have been held back. It belongs to you rightfully and it's coming to you. Do you believe that the Lord will release that to you? You believe He would. You believe he'll do it? It's coming into your hand in this year in Jesus name. The devil will not still. you know that came on me this morning. I was sitting right here at the table. we were doing Facebook live, and the Lord came upon me and it had my spirit go to Proverbs 6:31. The Bible says, when the thief is found, he must repay seven times what he stole coming into your hand in 2019 in jesus mighty name amen the devil will not steal from you or your family members wherever they may be it doesn't matter it's coming into your hand in jesus mighty name amen number two god's getting ready to open up some doors for both of you you have a hunger but not only do you have a hunger there's a call on you to do supernatural things amen and god's going to open what we call a door of opportunity Paul said to the church in Corinthians, as he wrote that letter, he said, I was going to come be with you, but the Lord's opened up doors of opportunity here. And he said, although many oppose me, the doors are open and I'm going to do the work of the Lord. God's opening up doors of opportunity for both of you. Get ready for this because 2019 is going to be the most blessed year you've ever had. Doesn't matter what last year was like. Doesn't matter what previous years were like. Shh, breakthroughs coming this year. Amen. Fire of God come upon them tonight breakthrough breakthrough break breakthrough and whatever that is that the enemy tried to hold back from you or your family i command him to repay it seven times quickly in the mighty name of jesus repay it seven times quickly come here chad i'm gonna tell you something people are gonna get mad this year about how much god blesses you you know the devil this is such a wonderful thing The devil thought he had you packaged up and ready for hell. He he thought he had you bought, purchased, and in the bank. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost turned around, and now you're in the kingdom. Now you've been serving the Lord for a year, and you're serving. And and not only that, you just had your anniversary at your church here. And it's just the beginning. God's got such great plans for you. I tell you, get ready to dance all around your house. Get ready to dance all around this church. God's going to open doors for you financially. And whatever used to be a struggle is not going to be a struggle anymore. <laughs> Woo! Can I give you something to encourage you? Listen to this word for you from the Lord. Whatever was hard is about to become easy. Whatever used to be hard is about to become easy. Whatever used to be hard. Whatever used to be a struggle is going to be a breeze. Whatever used to be a struggle is going to become a breeze. For you and your wife and the blessing of heaven comes upon you tonight and yeah. g because lord said i love you i love you yes. i love you i know that's not a prophetic word that people always need to hear but some people need to hear it because some people the enemies made them believe god doesn't love them anymore or maybe they've gone too far or things have happened that have taken away their opportunity to be blessed and i tell you by the holy ghost that god has not forgotten about you and your time's not over but this is the best season of your life get ready ha fire of God come upon him tonight in Jesus name. Amen, Miss Amanda. You believe it? You believe that? I know you do. Whatever was hard, it's becoming easy in the name of Jesus. Faith doesn't just make things possible, makes things easy. Amen. You know, you know what's hard is when you have to wrestle a giant for four hours and try to overpower a giant and try to take him out and it's a hand-to-hand combat and then you got to sit there and wonder can i beat a giant you know what's easy knock a giant out with a rock take his own sword and cut his head off that's easy it's not hard (laughs) faith doesn't just make things possible makes them easy makes them easy you can sign contracts easy easy whatever was hard it's getting ready to become easy you guys are walking in the joy of the Holy Ghost all this year. It's like you've never known. Shh, fire of God, in Jesus' name, Amen. Somebody say, "Fire of God, fire of God. the glory of God. glory of God." It's upon my life. It's upon my, it's upon my, family. It's upon my family. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Shh. Ha, ha, ha ha! Yes, 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 yes yes stand up glory to God lift your hands something leapt in your spirit as I was exhorting Barrett something leapt, didn't it it just leapt up yes because you have a hunger and a desire you said Lord let that be my story too <laughs> not what you said yes you said God don't let it just be her let it be my story yes he heard you that's why I'm back here in the shadows to tell you that it's your story too It's your story too. And you're going to another level. Ha, ha, ha. Fire of God. You might as well get your victory lap too. Hallelujah. Marissa, stand on your feet. Power of God is upon you as well. Oh, yeah. Your whole family is receiving a touch. Your son, your daughter, husband, you. Power of God flows through your family. flows in waves and waves. And just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's getting better than that. It's getting better than that. <laughs> it's getting better than that. <laughs> and just when you thought you are on cloud nine, God said, I got cloud ten for you. Hallelujah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <Woo>! <laughs> and, and let me tell you, 2019, it's a year of promotion for you. Not because I said so, because I'm not the one who gives promotion. But promotion comes from the Lord. And God said, it's your year of promotion in 2019. You're going to the next level, Hallelujah! Ha, 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 ha. Oh yeah, the seeds you've sown, the times you've been faithful, God's seen it all, and now it's due season. Fire of God, come upon! It's due season. It's due season. It's due season for a next level kind of blessing. Next level kind of blessing. Shh. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Come on, it's a next level kind of blessing. It's a next level kind of blessing <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> it's Woo! a next level kind of blessing <laughs> You said lord don't let him walk by me and not call me out i need a word <laughs> you got a word from the lord it's a next level kind of blessing and you'll oh shh. and and I, and, I, and i hear this where i've never said this to anybody ask my wife but it'll be like an earthquake hit your house not in a bad way either in a good way Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. You know what I mean? He's shaking everything out of your house the devil tried to hide in the closets. All the stuff the devil said, I'm going to sneak this in, leave it there, and they'll never know that it's there, sapping his strength. It's all getting shook out. And then you know what's great? All the good things God's planned for you are going to be shaken right to the forefront. (laughs) And it's a next level kind of year for you. So get ready. (laughs) I prophesied to you, get ready. Some of these things... That have tried to creep around for years and stay around and try to just buffet you, they're all making their exit tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. They're making their exit tonight in Jesus' name. Fire of God come upon him in the mighty name of Jesus. And I command every foul thing, make your exit now. In Jesus' mighty name. And I loose the good things of God. Hey. The blessing, peace that passes all understanding, joy like a river. love like an ocean peace like a fountain (laughs) the up and down the roller coaster of life is gone not up days down days up days down days but just up 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 and away up 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 and away up 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 and away away. (laughs) that's your word up 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 and away fire of the holy ghost come upon it up
2: up up
1: and away up 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 and away Mm. up 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 and away somebody say thank you lord your influence is increasing your influence is increasing people are already taking notice and asking your advice And but let me tell you it's not just to make you popular or somebody that's known or seen it's because God's giving you influence over this generation he's giving you influence that's the reason you carry holy ghost and fire that's the reason you carry glory is because there are young girls that without the glory that's on the inside of you they got no hope suicidal thoughts would take them out all these issues of life that surround our generation would take them out but not because no you're there with influence with glory with power demons will feel you coming and they'll run spirits will feel you approaching and they'll begin to scream. Don't mess with us. It's not our time. Fire of God come upon her tonight in a new measure. New measure. New measure. Stand on your feet all over this church in a new measure. If you want to touch, I want you to get to this altar. I mean, you're ready for the glory of God. Don't. If you're not interested, don't worry. I'm not worried. Don't come if you don't want it. Come if you want it. I'm not offended if you stay but if you come if you want it come here Madeline lift your hands you'll always walk in the glory you'll always walk in the anointing you'll always walk in the power of God you'll prophesy you shall prophesy tonight this very night this very night I lose a fresh filling of the Holy Ghost into your spirit and i command you be refilled with the holy ghost in a new measure fire of god come upon her glory <laughs> glory of god glory of god lift those hands the glory of god the glory of god <laughs> is in this house i said the glory of god is in this house. It's in this house. Best days are ahead. Best days are ahead. Ha, 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 ha. For God's plan over you is good to give you a future and a hope. Ha 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 ha. For He loves you, cares about you. He's carrying your care. Curses are not for you. Blessings are for you. Ha 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 ha. ha, ha i loose that the glory of god the mighty glory of god hey, 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 hey. glory of god glory of god fire of the holy ghost come upon her in jesus name you'll never be the same in jesus name power of god flow through his body in the mighty name of jesus glory of the lord glory of the lord come here george and barrett together join your hands in the middle as god has joined you together for god has anointed you for a purpose i've said this several times but it's a biblical principle so you need to hear it from the because i don't know that i've ever said it to you but in the bible the bible says in a time of war Moses received an instruction to lift up his arms over the battlefield. And as long as his arms were raised, the battle was won. But there comes a time when you just can't hold your arms up anymore. Everyone's human. And he tried, but his shoulders were burning. His arms started to drop down. What did God do? He called two men alongside of him, Aaron and Hur, And he said, stand there, let him sit down, and you grab a hold of his arms, and you keep them raised in the air. And as long as his arms were raised, the battle was won. The battle was won. The battle was won. God has called you here, right here, at this church, for a purpose, to lift up the arms of your pastors in whatever vision that God places in their heart whatever God has called them to do, he has set you here on purpose. There is a purpose. And tonight God empowers you with a new strength because you're stepping up into a new caliber of that role. Ha! <laughs> Thank God for how far you've come. Barrett, look how far you've come. Look how far you've come. But now it's a new caliber of excellence, a new caliber of ability, A new caliber of anointing. It's being deposited in both of you tonight to lift up the arms of this vision, Pastors Brian and Nicole. And after tonight, there'll be a noticeable difference that in everything you do for the Lord, God will put an extra force and momentum behind you as you work for the kingdom of God. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come upon them both tonight, and they'll never be the same. They'll never be the same again after tonight somebody ought to lift your hands and thank the lord for his goodness and his mercy that endures forever and ever and ever all right my brother play that worship i'm gonna minister to every one of you pastor brian's gonna minister to you and we're gonna lay hands on you in the glory of god did you have something is that why you stepped up okay let's lay our hands now listen as we lay our hands on you lift your hands to the lord and thank him that you receive a new measure of glory tonight you receive a new measure of glory tonight. A new measure of glory comes upon you tonight in Jesus' name. Fire of God come upon him. Mighty fire of God come upon him. Use him, Lord Jesus. New measure. Fire of God come upon him. <laughs> hey, glory of God. Glory of God. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hey, glory, glory, glory. A new glory. Ha, 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 new glory. A new glory comes upon you, Tiffany. In Jesus' name. Hey, hey, hey. A new glory comes upon you tonight. Uh, you'll never be the same. No, no, no. God gives you new strength. New glory. <laughs> new strength. New glory. New strength. New glory. Priscilla, new strength. Another caliber. You're going to another caliber. Jesus. It's so real over you. (laughs) I just tell you, I wouldn't leave this church tonight without taking your own victory lap. Because you're on another level tonight. Another level tonight. (laughs) Glory. A glory of God. The glory of God the glory of God the glory of God let a new glory come upon him tonight in Jesus mighty name new glory ah, new glory new glory come upon him come upon them. come upon them new glory come upon him tonight never be the same again Lord use him mightily for your kingdom, for your glory. (laughs) For your glory. It's a new glory. Miracles from the works of your hands this year like you've never seen. Creative miracles. Creative miracles. Get ready. Those even that come to you, they need prayer. God's not going to just heal them. He's going to put new organs in. He's going to put new body parts in. Those who've had eardrums removed. New eardrums. (laughs) Those that have had type 2 diabetes so severe that they don't just have the inability to produce insulin, but even their blood cells are insulin resistant. God said, I'm not going to heal their pancreas. I'll just give them a new pancreas. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Sugar levels are going to normal. Sugar levels are going to normal in Jesus' name. Power of God. (laughs) Ha ha (laughs) ha ha ha. And a strength, a new strength. <laughs> I see even high blood pressure. You'll see that. You'll see that heal. You'll see that heal. You'll lay hands and those will be healed. <laughs> You'll be so happy to see God moving in a new measure. You'll rejoice all year long. You'll rejoice all year long, sister, along with Him. <laughs> 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 you'll rejoice all year long (laughs) oh oh glory to god new glory new glory jesus mighty name here it is new glory (laughs) every attack of the devil sent against your life i rebuke it tonight in the mighty name of jesus go by the power of god New glory, new glory, new glory, by the power of God, a new glory. (laughs) You'll say to your wife, when has it ever been this easy? When has it ever been this easy? You'll marvel, both of you will turn to each other throughout the year and just, it'll be another smile. It'll be another smile, look, here it is again, here it goes again. Here it goes again. When was it ever this easy? That'll be your story this year. When was it ever this easy? <laughs> Only God can do it. Only God can do it. Only God can do it. New glory. In Jesus' name. Lord, give them new glory. The blessings of heaven to overtake their life. In Jesus' name. The Lord's touching you tonight. You'll never be the same after tonight every attack of the devil even that tried to make you feel like you were unworthy of God's love and his glory and his grace over your life the devil is a liar and everything that would try to attack your peace or your joy is leaving tonight even past hurts are being healed <laughs> for both of you and there's a new joy and a new peace coming upon you tonight so rejoice for it's a new glory <laughs> fire of God come upon her tonight new glory New glory. New glory. New glory. Oh, get ready for this. New glory. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come upon her tonight. You'll not be the same. You'll not be the same. You'll not be the same. Fire of God. Come upon her tonight. You'll not be the same. New glory new glory how you doing you doing good you doing good bless her Lord bless her abundantly I thank you Lord this baby will never know lack she'll never know poverty she'll never know tragedy she'll never know sickness nor disease she'll never know addiction she'll never know abuse she'll be blessed Throughout her life. She'll never know perversion. She'll never know lesbianism. She will be blessed throughout her life by the blessings of the Lord. As her parents train her up in the way they should go, they'll not get depart when they get older. Jesus' name. (laughs) The blessings of heaven come on this house. The blessings of heaven come upon this house. In the mighty name of Jesus. Strengthen him. Use him for your glory. There's a violent, a violent blessing. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent, take it by force. God puts a violent increase into your life. Like you've never seen. You've given yourself to the things of God. You've dedicated yourself to the house of God. God said a violent increase. It's not going to trickle down from the top. It's not just going to lightly touch you. No, violent. You'll never forget it in Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Come upon me. Hallelujah. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. Lord, give him a new glory. New glory. New glory. New glory. Ha ha, 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 New glory for him, Lord. New level of glory. New level of power. New level of authority.
2: New level of glory.
1: Double portion, sister. Here it is
2: new level of glory
1: a new level of glory a new level of glory glory joy overflowing strength overflowing a new level of glory Ha ha ha, ha 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 a new level of glory ha, 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 ha. Ooh. next level Let her cross over into her next level quickly 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 Quick power of God
2: Ah ha Ah ha
1: Fresh fire Of the Holy Ghost. Ah, new New glory. New glory.
2: New glory. New glory.
0: hey glory of God hey, now listen now listen as we're getting ready to wrap up and uh huh okay yeah y'all can come on up if you if you still haven't got prayer you want you want that glory of God in your life you're desiring that just come on up right now I want to tell you I want to tell you, turn the, turn the music down just a little bit. I want to tell you, now listen, just keep on receiving all the way home, even all the way to asleep tonight. Keep receiving all the way through tomorrow and all the way till you come back tomorrow night at 6.30. Keep receiving. And even through tomorrow night, keep receiving. Just because we dismissed tonight, don't stop receiving. Don't stop it. Just keep receiving. See, if we'll just stay open to heaven, the Lord can just keep on pouring but many times we step out of the sanctuary and it's like we put an invisible cap on top of our head and we, won't, we don't walk in the flow, we just walk in a touch here and a touch there. We are designed to flow that relationship. Don't put a cap on it, just step right out of here with your cap to heaven wide open and God just overflowing. This is what he's talking about, that you might have life and life to the full till it overflows, till it overflows. Flows till it overflows. Just say it right now. Say, Father, I receive the glory and I'm not capping it. It'll just get stronger. My capacity will just get bigger and the glory will overflow and it'll keep overflowing. Amen. Amen. Glory
2: to God. More